This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Ross is confident ahead of new trade talks with China. House Farm Bill Showdown nears. Lawmakers soften sugar proposal as debate nears. Ross is confident ahead of the new trade talks with China. China has a lot more to lose than the U.S. from a trade war, Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross said yesterday ahead of the visit of the Chinese vice premier in Washington for trade talks this week. The Chinese envoy expected to arrive today. Ross, speaking at the National Press Club lunch, and said he remains hopeful that the U.S. and China can make a fair deal. But he also stressed that if they fail, a trade tit-for-tat will not be economically life-threatening to the United States. China's already hit U.S. pork, tree nuts, oranges, lemons, plums, and other ag commodities with tariffs, and the country is threatening soybeans and corn with additional tariffs. Michelle Erickson Jones, a Montana farmer who will testify today at a hearing on the U.S. plan to hit China with tariffs on $50 billion worth of imports, said that Chinese retaliation is already harming U.S. farmers. As part of its threatened retaliation, China said it would put a 25% tariff on U.S. soybeans, and that's already driving some Chinese buyers away from the U.S. She said the soy industry is close to that breaking point as sales of soybeans to China have fallen from about 255,000 metric tons in the first week of April when the trade dispute began to just 7,900 in the last week of April, she said. Cancellations have also jumped to more than 140,000 metric tons in the week ending April 26th. In the same week last year, there were no canceled sales at all. But Ross played down the effects of Chinese retaliation on farmers, stressing that China could not completely replace U.S. soybeans with imports from Brazil. It is true that China is our largest customer, he said, but it's also true that Brazil accounts for a bit more than 50% of Chinese imports, while we are at 30%. For Brazil to replace us, they would have to increase their exports to China by 60%. Ross vows to turn U.S. seafood trade deficit into a trade surplus. While Secretary Ross spent most of his Monday speech at the National Press Club talking about China, he made it a point to declare that the U.S. should be exporting more seafood than it imports. He said the U.S. imports more than 80% of the seafood it consumes, He also stressed that American fishermen can do better at utilizing coastlines. He said it should be a thing we are very good at. It's a thing that we are very good at, so we're going to fix that, he said. A lot of the seafood imported into the United States is grown in aquaculture under conditions that would never be permitted in the U.S. He said there are also health issues with some of those imports. House Farm Bill Showdown nears. The battle over a new farm bill reaches a critical new stage today when the House Rules Committee opens two days of meetings to decide what amendments will get debated on the floor. The Rules Committee action is especially critical when it comes to crop insurance. More than a half dozen amendments have been filed attacking various aspects of the program. Farm groups are going on their assumption that at least one crop insurance amendment will be accepted. The Farm Bill is expected to be debated on the floor Thursday and on Friday. Lawmakers soften sugar proposals as debate nears. Representative Virginia Fox of North Carolina has softened her proposal to roll back the sugar program to give it a better chance of getting approved by the House this week. 
Her farm bill amendment would lower loan rates for sugar and in the domestic marketing allotments that USDA uses to manage supplies. Unlike a bill she proposed last year, her amendment wouldn't require the sugar industry to reimburse USDA for the cost of the loan forfeitures. Fox also dropped a requirement for USDA to manage sugar supplies at a 15.5% stocks-to-use ratio. The Congressional Budget Office estimates her amendment wouldn't cost the government anything because sugar prices are expected to be high enough that there wouldn't be any sugar forfeitures. But Jack Roney of the American Sugar Alliance says the Fox Amendment is still just a callous attempt to get sugar prices down and increase profit margins at candy companies. Senate sets a schedule for moving spending bills. The Senate Appropriations Committee set an ambitious schedule for moving all 12 of its fiscal 19 spending bills by the end of June. The committee plans to take up the energy, water, and agriculture bills next week, with the remaining bills to come in June. The House Appropriations Committee will debate its version of those bills on Wednesday. EPA slashed by House spending bill. House Republicans are taking steps to carry out President Trump's plan to downsize EPA. A draft fiscal 19 spending bill that a House Appropriations Subcommittee will vote on today would cut EPA's regulatory programs by $228 million below this year's level while providing for buyouts and voluntary separation agreements to reduce staffing. The bill, which funds EPA, the Interior Department, and the Forest Service, also includes a provision to repeal the Obama-era Waters of the U.S. WOTUS rule, redefining the jurisdiction of the Clean Water Act. A similar provision is in a separate spending bill for the Army Corps of Engineers. The agency currently is going through the time-consuming process of repealing the Obama rule administratively. The bill also would require the Fish and Wildlife Service to publish a rule removing the gray wolf in the lower 48 states from the endangered species list, reissue a 2011 rule that delisted the gray wolf in the Great Lakes, and prohibit court challenges of to those rules, and another one delisting the gray wolf in Wyoming. The bill specifically prohibits federal spending to require mandatory reporting of greenhouse gas emissions from manure management systems. It also would prohibit EPA from issuing any regulation under the Solid Waste Disposal Act that applies to animal feeding operations. Little impact seen from European ban on three neonics. The European Union's ban on outdoor uses of three widely used neonicotinoids in order to protect bees is not expected to affect import tolerances and maximum residue levels for the substances. That according to USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service in a recent report. The European Commission, the EU's governing body, will issue regulations in the next few weeks implementing the ban on clothianidin, Imidacloprid and thiamioxin. Last month, the majority of EU member states voted for the ban, which does not cover greenhouse uses. Because they will still be allowed in greenhouses and there are no human health concerns associated with the ban, if the Commission decides in the future to delete existing maximum residue levels, it should be possible for third countries to apply for import tolerances for all banned uses that no longer have MRLs, according to the report. Purdue goes Rocky Mountain High. If Johnny Cash was still alive, he might rededicate this song, I've Been Everywhere, to USDA Secretary Sonny Purdue, who kicked off his fourth Back to Our Roots tour yesterday in New Mexico. 
Today he arrives in Colorado. Well, he'll be joined by Governor John Hickenlooper, American Farm Bureau President Zippy Duvall, and Agriculture Commissioner Don Brown. Besides New Mexico and Colorado, Purdue and his entourage will make stops in Nebraska and Wyoming. On his first three tours, Purdue visited Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Michigan, Ohio, and Kentucky. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 15th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.